Welcome to episode 109 of the Animal Addicts podcast. On today's episode, Casey shares a video that went viral of a moose losing its antlers, and I talk about a record-breaking toad found in Australia. We learn about two new awesome picks, and about our rather interesting-looking animal of the week. So let's get to it. Episode 109 of the Animal Addicts Podcast starts right now. to episode 109, I'm going to stick with that, yeah. of the Animal Addicts podcast. As always, we're your hosts, Allie. And Casey. And today we're going to talk about a whole new batch of supremely awesome animals. Sure, we're going to go with that. Um, anyway, but Casey, what have, you been up, what have you been up to since last I saw you? So first, this is regard to my internship. So first, sad news. Oh, no. Um, we had to put down one of our cheetahs recently. Was that the one with... No, the dog had the cancer, didn't it? Yes, she had cancer. Oh, Jesus. She's clear. Um, but one of our cheetahs... She's had chronic issues since last year. And over past week, like, her quality of life has declined. Aww. So they may, had to make the decision to put her down. It's like... And when everybody... I even talked to, like, the volunteers when they came in the day after. And it's like... It's not surprising, but it's still, like... Sad, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. And one, one thing that was really nice with one of our conservation partners, um, Cheetah Outreach, um, they breed cheetahs as well as Anatolian guard dogs, and mm-hmm. they're going to name a guard dog after her. Oh, what was yeah. her name? Masika. Okay. Yeah. How old was she? She was nine. Okay. You'd think I know the lifespan of cheetahs, but I don't. But it's not that much higher than that, right? Isn't it, like, 11 it's- or 12? 14-ish. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, not that much. 12, 14 years. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like a d- your average dog, honestly, <laughs> is. Because like, just dogs. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, because, like, I know with, like, the Sparberg, somebody asked, um, like, what happens if, like, the dog dies or the cheetah dies. Mm-hmm. It's like, most often dog lives past the cheetahs. So, I say, like, an average lab's lifespan is pretty similar. Okay. Do you have happy news for us, too, or just depressing? Oh, yeah. So I'm not an intern anymore. Okay. You getting paid? Yes. Heck, yeah. I'm a keeper assistant starting Friday. Nice. (laughs) Congrats. Thank you. That's exciting. Mm Mm-hmm. So you can stay there until you eventually get a job at, like, the park or somewhere else, right? You're good to go. Yep. Do you get benefits? I have to go through all my paperwork first. (laughs) Hopefully. I mean, hey, if that's a job of benefits, Mm -hmm. heck, yeah. Yep. Doing cool stuff. It's part-time right now with possibility of going full-time depending on how busy we are. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I'm sure they don't have a ton of money, so. Nope. But it's been a better year since, like, the very beginning of COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I saw – I can't. I saw this post on mm-hmm. Twitter, and it was a guy – and the thought is, is right. I, I obviously have to paraphrase what he said, but it was like – that we've all been living through this like collective trauma, and mm-hmm. you know since 2020, since the pandemic began, and has anyone really felt joyous since they did back in 2019? And I laughed out loud <laughs> because I was like, 2019 was the absolute worst year of my life, and was the worst year of many people I know's life. So like, we're not looking back fondly on 2019. <laughs> I was like, yes, your idea that this was like a collective like, um, 
trauma that everyone's still trying to get over. Yes, that makes sense. But I just laughed hysterically at that. I'm like, I would happily skip 2019. That was awful. You know, 2019 was bad when 2020 was like, eh, all right. I (laughs) honestly hardly remember 2019 because like COVID wasn't like till the very end of the year. No, and nobody really cared about it at that point. And I have the most distinctive memory I have from that year is like somebody in my class is like, it's just like another flu. And it's like, and then a few months later, everyone's off campus. Yeah. (laughs) No, I just, it was just so funny to me because so many people I know also had a horrible 2019. I'm like, no, 2019 was awful. You have to go back at least another year Mm -hmm. (laughs) before time was okay. But I'm like, yeah, you know, 2019 was really bad when 2020 was just kind of like, well, this isn't worse. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when it was horrible for the entire world mm-hmm. anyway but it just it cracked me up i was like i can't i literally laughed out loud at like midnight reading this thing I'm like oh my god i have to share this with some people who i know had horrible 2019s mm. anyway moving on so yay you're now gonna be paid heck yeah is that it for the thing did you have other good news for us or was that the, i mean that's no. good news but i mean that's just oh, okay great good 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 times. Um, Well, I have all kinds of confusion for you folks. So in our most recent Leopardy, I think our only Leopardy of the season, actually. Quite possibly. I had a section that was ages just a number, and one of my questions was, who is the world's oldest living dog? Confusion now, folks. Confusion. So it was Gino Wolf, who's a Chihuahua mix, who lives in America. But now, I, I guess I should segue into this. So I follow a couple pages on Twitter and one is um, We Rate Dogs, and they show all kinds of adorable dog videos and stuff. Anyway, on them, they were like, oh, here's the world's oldest dog named Spike. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, a month ago, <laughs> Chino Wolf was the <laughs> oldest dog. Did he die? So I went and looked him up, and his Instagram is still active, and he is not dead. So I don't know what's going on. And then they both said that it's the Guinness World Record. So... It's very confusing because Gino was named Guinness World Record in, like, what? We just looked at it. Like, December 9th, I think, of last year. And now Spike is apparently the oldest living dog also on Guinness. (laughs) Also, Guinness's website sucks. We just looked and took a look at that. And it just shows you ads and comments and no information about who the oldest dog is. So that was real dumb. Anyway, so now... And this one says... (laughs) That as of December 7th, 2022, Spike is the oldest dog. But if you just Google it, now Spike is the oldest dog. And if you go to Wikipedia and their entire list of the longest living dogs, Gino's not even on it. But Spike is. Mm. So confusing. But Guinness said that Gino Wolf was the oldest dog at the time. So I don't know if, like, Spike just got certified, maybe, is what happened more recently than Gino Wolf. Also, Spike is also a Chihuahua mix, because apparently Chihuahua mix live forever, because the devil will live forever, I guess. Um, <laughs> that's a Chihuahua for uh, you. To be fair, the oldest living dog on record, I think, was an Australian cattle dog. Oh, really? Um, but anyway, I'm just, I'm very confused. So it says the record-holding one who was 23 years and seven days old as of December 7th. Oh, okay, I lied. So he was that old as of December 7th. I don't know when he got a certification then. They've moved things around. (laughs) Anyway, well, this was published on the 19th of January. So I think my guess is that Spike just hadn't been certified. So now Spike has, has... ousted Gino as the world's oldest dog, I think. Potentially. Because Gino does say that he's 22 and however many days. 
So Spike may have just gotten recently certified, but it's just crazy that like December to January it changed and Gino was very much still alive. And I'm very annoyed that this list on like Wikipedia does not have Gino in there Mm. at all. But Spike's up there. It's really annoying. I don't like it. I don't like it because Gino Wolf. Oh, I lied. He has a longer name. Wow. The other one does not give him his entire name. What are these people doing? I feel like these are obviously Gino Hammerstrike. Gilgamesh wolf. <laughs> so where do these other ones come from? Are Toby they like Keith? not officiated? On no, that Toby list? Keith was United States, and he was before um, Gino and Spike took over. So just so you know, apparently for funsies, Bluey was the oldest dog ever on record at 29 years and 160 days, and he was an Australian cattle dog in Australia, appropriately. Anyway, and then there were other ones, obviously. So Spike is now the sixth oldest living dog on record. Pebbles was seven but he is no longer around and Gino is still alive and he is the eighth, the longest living. So hopefully he'll pass up. I find it odd how only pebbles. one of those on that list just says mutt. Does it? Where do you see this? Oh, mutt. You, I would expect a mutt to do better. I know. But anyway, there you go. I did find this one study uh, interesting because like um, mutts, tend to have higher frequencies for care- being carriers of deleterious genetic um, disease. Okay. Um, but um, purebred dogs tend to actually have the trait more frequently. That's really weird. Yeah. Very weird. All right, anyway, so it looks like Gi- er, Spike is now the old world's yeah. oldest living dog, and apparently she got him in a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> So oh I, my god! So I close the page already? Oh no! Let's see. That reminds me of like these TikToks. Is like comparisons. Like this is so and so. I bought. He was five six thousand dollars. His pure friends. Like then there's juxtaposed. Like this is Viva. So I got him out of a dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> He's the love of my life. They're the best. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so I'll have to share all these. Also, articles, just I guess, out of but... curiosity, I was like thinking, it's like, have I not? as I was talking about Musica, I was like, have we not talked about, like, cheetahs? And it's like, I went into Google Drive. I was like, oh, we did have it. Cheetahs? No, we haven't talked about cheetahs because we're trying to stay away from the basics. I know, but they're so awesome. They are so awesome. We can talk about them. Make it a favorite for something. We have wild card coming up eventually. You can just choose whatever you want. Um, Anyway, yeah. Cheetahs. Oh, tigers are awesome. What are we talking about? But they're just basics. We've We've had so few cats. I know, because we're trying to stay away from them. I'm going to fight for a cat. Don't you worry. Mm-hmm. We'll get one in there. Obviously, it won't be Australia, I guess, or Oceania. Anyway, um, all right, so there you go. But, yeah, um, yeah. so is this one, do you know where is this one? Spy? I had so many things open, y'all. Yeah, so he's a mix. He's a chihuahua mix from Ohio, and he's recently been named the um, world's oldest living dog, obviously. He was born in November of 1999. That makes me feel old. Thank you so much for that. Um, but yeah, she says, <laughs> um, I don't forget what's really sad is like people, um, there's like this thing is like, oh, when you like talk to a millennial and it's like, oh, 30 years ago. And then like your instinctively thing is like, oh, 1970s. The 70s yeah. I and know. it's like, no, the, the 90s, 1990s. And I want to die. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to die. There's so many videos too. That one hurts me. And then there's one of like some girl like doing different, like old, like hair trends and stuff. She's like back in the olden days. And it's this like, um, I don't know what they're called because I never use them, but they're like these headbands that are like crazy. And then it cuts this woman. She's like, let me get my walker. <laughs> we used to use these. Anyway, it's crazy. And the butterfly and all these things like, oh, they used to do this. I'm like, shut up. 
shut up you fetus anyway <laughs> like get away but that is me all the time like oh 20 years ago oh the 80s <clears throat> oh no 2000s cool 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 cool. that's great anyway but yeah so she found him abandoned in the parking lot of a grocery store in 2009 so how do they know how old he is if he was abandoned you can't like accurately i don't know man i don't know i know they can get an estimate but that's a bit sketch <laughs> Anyway, all right, let's move on. So it does seem that Spike is indeed the world's oldest living dog. Theoretically, he was found abandoned in the parking lots. How do we know? Whatever. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> one of these dogs, <laughs> either Gino Wolf or Spike, is the world's oldest living dog as far as dogs that have come forward to try to claim this. There we go. All right, so let's go ahead and move on into what we wanted to talk about today. And Casey, what did you... Oh, I saw that. I know. Oh, it was crazy. Okay. I, I remember when it first came out and I saw it on TikTok. I was like, that's how it happened. I didn't know that either. Okay, so... Sorry. <laughs> this link is to an article, and it's rare footage of a moose losing its antlers. It's crazy. Because, like, I... I can't. I remember I saw this when I was just scrolling through TikTok, mm-hmm. killing my brain cells, killing time. Yep. And it's like, it's like, it's subtitles was like, Moose drops antlers. I was like, what? And it's like, first off, I thought it was going to be a hoax. And it's like, there's going to be something stupid at the end of it. And it's like, no, it's just like the moose. And of course, it's on somebody's ring doorbell. Yeah, of course it's in Alaska, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and it's moose? like so effortless. Which is like I know. It's like I don't remember if it was Canada or Alaska, but it was somewhere like that. Yeah. Um, it was crazy. Because mm-hmm. I've never seen it until now. And is that I, how deer lose theirs too? They well, they go, are. A, <laughs> they're just a giant species of deer, so I would assume. They just do this, yeah. and that's all it takes. Yeah, because I think he he seemed very surprised though when mm-hmm. it happened. Yeah, and it's like got some springing of stuff as soon as they came off. Yeah, it's like, just goes off. I just can't imagine. It's not like you lose your fingernails like mm-hmm. that. Like, that has to be ripped out. I'm just, it blows my mind. Yeah, anyway. Because it's bone. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. You would think you'd have to run it into something. Uh-huh. Anyway, so. we're not telling you. In the video, basically, if you mm-hmm. have not seen this, he basically just shakes his head and yeah. <laughs> just come off. And it's like, what's so ridiculous is like, I know like biologists like, like get their degrees, spend thousands of dollars on equipment, can't ta- get these dang anything. photos of anything. And some random. And books. then somebody's just ring doorbell catches this. But that makes sense though, because like it's just some random thing that it's nothing intrusive in the yeah. in the moose's area. Yep. There he goes. Watch it. He just yep. There he goes. Like, what the heck? What just happened? <gasps> Anyway, yeah. it's it's pretty amazing. It is in Alaska. Anyway, yeah. so um yeah, there you go. That's a fun video. If you have not seen it yet, you should check it out. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah. It has over eighteen million views on TikTok. That I believe it. <laughs> All right, well, I guess that's a nice short one from you. <laughs> yeah. Because basically I watched the video of a moose losing his antlers and then being surprised by it. Gosh. I'm still shook. I know. It's not even like they were like dangling, mm-hmm. like hanging on by a thread when he did it either. I just, it blows my mind. Yeah. All right. Well, I have a story out of Australia and it is a monster cane toad dubbed Toadzilla found in Australia. Mm-hmm. Rangers in Australia stumbled upon a giant cane toad resembling a football with legs. <laughs> I just love that they describe it that way. A jumbo sized cane toad. Mm. Rhinella Marina, sure, captured in Queensland, Australia, has tipped the scales at a whopping 6 pounds, 2.7 kilograms, earning it the name Toadzilla and likely making it the largest example of the species on record. That is larger than a lot of dogs, of small dogs. 
Anyway, rangers stumbled upon the hefty amphibian on January 19th in Conway National Park while they were conducting trek work. They announced their discovery via a tweet, <laughs> writing that they were shocked to find a monster cane toad that weighed as much as a rooster. I just couldn't believe it, to be honest. I've never seen anything so big. Kylie Gray, a ranger from the Queensland Department of Environmental Environment and Science, excuse me, told the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, ABC. Anyway, it flinched when I walked up to it and I yelled out to my supervisor to show him it looks almost like a football with legs. Anyway, so it's just crazy. It's a giant cane toad. That's basically what it comes off to. So, <clears throat> The official largest known toad on record is a cane toad, also called a marine toad, found in 1991, also in Australia, that weighed 5 pounds, 13 ounces, uh, 2.65 kilograms, according to Guinness World Records, which we've already discussed today. <laughs> anyway, um, what? Aw. After weighing the portly toad... Uh, found at the National Park, rangers euthanized it due to environmental damage they caused. Bring it to they the zoo. Wrote in the tweet. I know. I don't know why you wouldn't bring I mean, I get you don't want messing things yeah. up, but bring it to the zoo, man. Because, like, Florida has that with, like, a lot of invasive species. And then some guy decided to save, like, 200 green iguanas. And it's against the law to release them. It's like, what are you doing with all these hundreds, literally hundreds of iguanas now? <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, a cane toad that size will eat anything it can fit into its mouth, Gray told ABC, and that includes insects, reptiles, and small mammals. Anyway, reports, uh, CNN reports that the toad's remains have been sent to the Queensland Museum for further analysis. That's just sad. Yeah, they should have kept him in a thingy. That's mm -hmm. crazy. Anyway, he's quite uh, aggressive looking, <laughs> I think, in this picture. Yay. So anyway, yeah, his, his name is Toadzilla, sort of, and then they killed him, much like Godzilla. Doesn't he die, too? I don't know. I've never seen the movies. Does? I don't think Godzilla dies. If he dies, he just kind of go away. <laughs> he just goes away. All right. Well, that would have been happier. Anyway, um... So, uh, also, just fun fact is like, um, I work with a cane toad and his name's Bufo. Bufo? Because that's the name of it. Oh, that's the shortened version of his name. His actual name is Buford. Oh, okay. But we used, they used to have a, another cane toad named Bufo. Oh. So they changed it to the name of the old cane no, toad? No, we just shortened it. That was craziness. Okay. <laughs> and it's like, it, because Bufo is the, genus name for a group of true toads <laughs> this is crazy all right casey yes Allie. why did no one realize the amphibian was spying on them mm. I... I don't know <laughs> because he was incognitoed dang it <laughs> i enjoy it anyway all right. Well, um, that is going to bring us into our choices, our picks this week. And it was, I cannot talk. It was Casey's turn. And I was. feel like this is our new thing. We're like, this is always going to be a <laughs> subject for each region now, which I'm happy about. They're cool. Anyway, so Casey, tell us what the category was and who you chose. We went, I went with Asian rodents. Asian rodents. Woohoo! Because rodents don't get the props they deserve. They're pretty cool. And go ahead and tell us who was your choice. I went with the Northern Luzon Giant Cloud Rat. See, last episode, when you were you were alluding to that, I'm like, I can tell you the giant cloud rat part, but I could not tell you anything that came before it. So anyway, all right, go ahead and tell us about them. They sound cool. Yes. So their scientific name is Phloomis pallidus. Whoa. They are endemic to the island of Luzon in the Philippines, meaning they are found nowhere else on Earth. Okay. They are a forest-dwelling species of rodent and are a very timid and shy species. 
Their lifespan in the wild is unknown, but in captivity, the oldest individual lived to be 13 years old. These guys also live up to their name as giant rats. They can measure from 69 to 76 centimeters long. I don't even have to open this. I know that's big. To 76? Yeah. Oh! Is that with the tail? That's with the tail. Oh, thank God. Because I was like, if that's not the tail, that is an, a rodent of unusual the size. The tail alone is about 28 to 32 centimeters. That makes more sense. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And then we can weigh from 1.9 to 2.6 kilograms. That is still giant, though. Yes. Even with the tail, that's that's a little unnerving. <laughs> I got to say, I'm not, I'm not down with that one. So, their diet in the wild is not well known, but they are confirmed um, to feed on leaves, fruit, and crops from farmers. They are also not a very common species in zoos, but in captivity they are often fed rodent pellets, greens, vegetables, and nuts. These rats have a long coat of rough fur that is usually a mix of black and white. Unlike the well-known brown rat, these guys actually have fur on their tail. Oh, weird. Mm-hmm. Also, just folks, I should have told you, for anyone at home... Um, that is like two and a half feet long for a rat. <laughs> anyway, continue on. So sorry. The reason they get the name cloud rat is because they are a twig dwelling species that spends much of their time high up amongst tree branches. Okay, I'm sorry. Also, you were saying they have they have fur on their tail. Yes. Is it really light fur, or is it like furry like the rest of their body? It's furry like the rest of their body. What? I'm gonna have to look this up. Okay, continue on. Uh, so they are well adapted for life up in the trees. With large hind feet and long claws that help give them an extra grip, what grip while climbing amongst the branches. Like many other rodents, they are nocturnal, so they have large eyes to help them navigate in the dark. And this species has proven to be difficult to research due to its arboreal habits, nocturnal lifestyle, and due to its large size, difficult to catch in some traditional <laughs> small mammal traps used by researchers. Uh, I just imagine them trying to jump on it in a tree, though, so yep. it'd be very difficult. Okay, but it's not fluffy. It's just like, no, not okay. Fluffy. All right. That's kind of, I don't really like the tail, I gotta say, but that face is adorable. Yes, they are very cute. Like many other rodents, they, I reset. <laughs> <laughs> rodents get a reputation for being uh, massive breeders, producing tons of offspring, but this species definitely breaks the rule. As cloud rats give birth to one young each year, the female will give birth in the hollow of a tree and carries her young around her while they stay attached to her nipple to nurse. The Ooh. giant cloud rat may also provide a hint to some pr- as prehistoric biodiversity. The island of Luzon is one of the most species-rich regions on Earth, and scientists recently discovered three new extinct species of giant cloud rats in the Philippines, which suggests it may have been even more diverse in the past. In modern times, there are 20 species of cloud rats, all of which are only found in the Philippines. And they seem to have evolved similar to Darwin's finches on the Galapagos, each carving out its own unique niche in the region, in this region of the world. But genetic evidence shows they all evolved from the same common ancestor around 14 million years ago. That is crazy. I feel mm-hmm. like cloud rats are the Philippines version of lemurs. <laughs> Not as cute, but they're still cute, though. Yes. The northern Luzon giant cloud rat is currently listed as least concerned by the IUCN red list, and their populations are currently stable. This species hunted heavily for food, and they are seen as pests by rice farmers, for they will often come after their crops. Deforestation is also becoming an increasing concern for this species due to their arboreal lifestyle. Yep. That would make sense. And I hope to see one in person one day. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, I chose an animal that apparently Casey was happy that I chose. Was this your <laughs> second choice? Yes. Okay, yay. I chose the Indian giant squirrel. They're so cute, you guys. Okay. All right. So their scientific name is Ratufa indica. I love that. Uh, as you may have guessed from its name, the species is endemic to the forests and woodlands in India. While it is not known how long the species lives in the wild, in captivity it has been known to reach up to 20 years old. That's pretty good for a rodent, isn't it? And like the northern Luzon giant rats, they too live up to the name of giant. They can range from 25 to 45 centimeters long. Nowhere near as horrifying as the last one. <laughs> okay, that's acceptable. With the tail? That's okay. That's okay for a rat with a tail. That's not a rat. I'm sorry. A squirrel with a tail. That's perfectly fine. Anyway, um, and they weigh 1.5 to 2 kilograms. Like other squirrel species, these giant squirrels are omnivorous and feed on a variety of food items like fruits, flowers, nuts, and even bird eggs and insects. They are an arboreal species, like many other members of the squirrel family. So to escape predators, their first instinct will to be find refuge up a tree. This species is well adept for life in the trees and is capable of making a jump of 20 feet between trees. That's pretty crazy. I'm assuming they're going down if that's happening, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, unlike other squirrels who typically store their food stores in the ground, the Indian giant rat squirrel puts its stores high up in the treetops. Oh, so cute. They have a very long tail that gives them balance while scurrying across the trees, but also acts as a counterweight while they are standing on their hind legs to eat using their hands. Oh, how cute. Is that the same way most squirrels do? Yeah. They're kind of like hunched over? Okay. Yep. I just like picture them standing up like a like a red panda when they have their arms up. <laughs> anyway. Um, these nests can be as large as those made by eagles. Whoa. And each squirrel may have between two to five in their territory. <laughs> nice. What this species is most well known for, apart from its large size, is its beautiful coloration. They're so gorgeous. Um, they exhibit up to three types of color patterns with shades of black, brown, and even a deep red that looks somewhat purples. I say it's kind of coloration like a red panda a yeah. little bit. Anyway, the body tends to be a deep red color with white patches on the belly and under parts of their forelimbs. And they have a pink nose and lips. <laughs> even though these squirrels... Uh, are a fantastic sight to behold for, for for photographers, it is unlikely they evolved this color for them. <laughs> In fact, scientists are still unsure why these squirrels have such vibrant coloration. No, they obviously did it for photographers. That's, that's how evolution works. The Indian giant squirrel is currently listed as least concerned by the IUCN red list, but their population is declining. The most serious threat these squirrels face is habitat, lo habitat loss due to the agricultural industry. Um, they're so cute. I hope I can find a good picture of them. I don't even know if I'll find one that does them justice. So you may just have to Google it, but they're so cute. Anyway, all right. So that is going to bring us into our animal of the week. And our animal of the week this week is... The Saiga antelope. Yay, the Saiga antelope. I must say, so far this month has been great. Yep. Because we both put forth our, like, suggestions. And we've both loved each other's suggestions. So it's going great. All right, tell us about them. So these guys come from the order... Ardeodactyla. They're in the Bovidae family, and their scientific name is Taiga Tartarica. That's fun. Ardeodactyla? Yes. That's their thing? I'm trying to learn things and get this right. Um, okay, so that's all the ungulates, basically, yes. right? Okay. The even-toed Even-toed, sorry. Even-toed yeah. only. They are native to the steppes of Central Asia in countries like Kazakhstan, Mongolia, Russia, and Uzbekistan. Their lifespan is about 10 to 12 years. 
and they are small antelope species about the size of a goat. They're about 60 to 80 centimeters tall, one to one and a half meters long. They are a sexually dimorphic species with males being larger and having horns that can be 28 to 38 centimeters long. That's pretty big for their size. That's smaller than I thought they were. That's pretty small, okay. And males usually weigh between 30 to 50 kilograms, while females are about 21 to 40 kilograms. Just like all antelope species, they are herbivores feeding on grasses, herbs, lichens, and shrubs. This species of antelope has to deal with seasonal variation temperatures, so in the winter, their coat becomes much thicker and wider to deal with the cold. The most noticeable and unique attribute about this species is undoubtedly its bulbous proboscis-like nose, which it's... actually drapes over its mouth and points down. It's amazing. I feel like it's like an elephant seal. Yeah. It's so cute, though. Mm-hmm. The bones and structures in the nose are actually quite complex, and the nasal cavity is actually pretty similar to those in whales. The nasal opening is covered with hairs, and each nostril is lined with a mucous membrane, and these seemingly bizarre noses serve an important purpose. In their steppe habitat, it is very dry and can get quite cold, particularly in the wintertime, and these noses help to moisten and warm up the cold, dry air that they inhale, and it helps to filter out dust that may accumulate in the summer. And it should also come as to no surprise that with these large nostrils, the saiga also has an incredible sense of smell. There's also evidence to suggest they may use their noses like a tiny trunk, which helps them to communicate with one another and may be used to help select a suitable mate. Males can make a very loud nasal roar, which they suspect are to show off to other to the females. They are a diurnal species that will often rest in the middle of the day, and when they sleep at night, they have been known to dig small depressions in the ground to lay down in. Some population of Saiga, of which there are only five today, partake in large migrations, which some segregate them based off sex. Um, during the migration season, these antelope partake in one of the longest migrations with thousands of Saiga traveling together, and they can travel across 1,000 kilometers on the trip. Wow. There can be all male herds that take off ahead of the females who will go off to find habitat that is suitable to give birth in. And one unique adaptation of the saga is the fact they are synchronized birthers and give birth around the same time. And these herds may travel 50 to 75 miles a day in search of these birthing grounds. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Typically, a herd will consist of a single male that can have a harem of 30 to 50 females. Whoa! <laughs> The males will use their horns to battle with one another for mating rights, and these battles can often turn violent, and the loser may even end up dying depending on the severity. Wow. And after the rut, it is not uncommon for there to be a massive die-off of the males after a season of defending their harems. Wow. After a breeding season, the saiga will split off into much smaller herds who will mass scatter at any sign of a predator. <laughs> one unique aspect... <laughs> I think of... Scatter! <laughs> yep. <laughs> Runs in different directions. Everyone for themselves. Yep. One unique aspect of the saga is its high frequency of twins, with up to two-thirds of mothers having twins while the rest are, have singletons. What? Yeah. That's crazy! That's nuts, though. Yep. Very odd for bovids. Yeah, just that it would be that, that average, that, mm -hmm. you know, oh my god, words. Frequent. Thank yep. you. Frequent's what I was looking for. 
The calf will nurse until it's about two, four months old, and the females reach sexual maturity around seven to eight months, while the males typically don't start breeding until they're around two years old. The saga is listed as a critically endangered species by the IUCN Red List, and their population is in decline. The saiga have been seen have seen a population decline of 80% over the last decade and is one of the greatest, fastest um, population declines of any mammal. Um, and this is largely attributed to overhunting for their meat and poaching males for their horns as well as being used in folk medicines. Ugh, makes them mad. Due to encroachment from humans as a result of agriculture development, they are also having to compete with livestock for space and border fences are now getting in the way of their migrations that they need to go on to get to good grazing areas as well as find water sources. Aww. Conflict with livestock has also introduced a small ruminant plague virus that has killed thousands of saiga in Mongolia, which has the more threatened subspecies with only around 700 left. Oh, wow. The IUCN has also done a recovery assessment determining it is a largely depleted species with a score of 38%. They have assessed its recovery potential as medium, which means there is still hope for this species. Fauna and Flora International is working with the Association for the Conservation of Biodiversity of Kazakhstan to monitor the most at-risk saga population and training rangers and sniffer dogs to detect and interrupt illegal trade of saga horn. Oh, okay. Saga. <laughs> saga horn. I, I've probably been saying saga. Uh, whatever. Saga. <laughs> it's cool. saga. It's slow. They're super cool. Yes. All right. And... If I remember correctly, the safari park still has some, but of course they're well, in the Asia savanna. So I need to remember to bring my binoculars when I go. Yeah. And we should, oh, you don't have mine yet, but your mom has it, right? Mm -hmm. So you can get the 50% off thing and go do that one because we didn't oh, do yeah. that one. Anyway, because I would imagine the Asia cart tour would do that. Probably does. Anyway, I'm just going to play this video and see if we can get to hear them roaring. That's not impressive. It's cute, though. It sounds like a goat or a sheep. That's not a roar. Mm. <laughs> okay. I love their faces. Anyway. Oh, their faces are so cute. I just can't. They're adorables. Anyway, that was very disappointing. I'm sorry. That was a letdown. It was not a letdown. Anyway, they're adorable, but that roar was not a roar. That's not a roar. It's like a bat. I don't even know what to call that. Anyway, all right, uh, that's going to bring us to our challenge, and it is time for another round of cups, uh, which we're actually doing okay this season. So, anyway, you got the timer going? Yes. I'm going to roll. I told Casey about my new chonky dice. I'm going to roll my chonky dice, and we're going to see. Uh, you're probably going to hear it because it's pretty big. Okay, I need more light. <laughs> I think it's a 12. Hold on. Is it like a 12? It's 12. Okay, yep. great. Look how sparkly and beautiful it is. It's pretty. It's so gorgeous. Oh, my God. Okay, it's 12, so it's me. All right. Great. So, are we ready? Yep. Let me get one ready before you push the button. Okay, push it. All right. Um, okay. Um, the opposite of white. Black. Okay. When I was talking about pirouettes a while ago, it's a type of... What? There's an 80s song, Blank Around... Every now and then. <laughs> um, and I was saying to every season, blank, blank, blank. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. So that word. So opposite of white. Black. And then that word. Turn. And then 
Um, another word for rock. Stone. Yes. Put them together. Black stone turn. No, switch. Black to turn black. stone. There we go. Yes. What? <laughs> it's a rando. Okay, I'm looking at it's it. Probably a bird. <laughs> probably. It's a bird or a fish. A very common man's name. Carl Joe. Okay, you have a first letter. Jack. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Jack. This is um. Like when you were kids and you're like your uncle's like, oh, we're going to go blank hunting at night. <laughs> you never had to. Okay, that might be a me, my family thing. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking oh about. Oh my gosh. I, I think it's a bird. It's some kind of jack or um, jack something. Okay, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> oh, no. We mostly have randoms left, I think, at this point. I might so. have to pass. Okay, well, then pass and yeah, go, back to, pass. To go back to a different one. Okay, grab a new one. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we live in... California? The United States. Broader. America? Yes. Okay. Um, a delicious smallest people eat at restaurants... Like a clam. Oyster. American okay. oyster catcher. Yes. Okay. I was like, a delicious mollusk. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Okay. Mollusk can be delicious. So not a lesser, but a... Greater. And it's a type of... <laughs> That's actually really funny. That name you had me say earlier is the second part of this second word. Yak? Yeah. And then um, it's a... Um, it's actually, a lot of times, it's a lager, like beer. And it's also a girl's name, and um, it's also a color. <laughs> Super helpful. Well, I can't girl's think of name? what color that is. I think it's like a reddish color. Yeah. Oh, uh, Greater Jack Scarlet? No, 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 no. Oh. Um, what is the – I think that's what it's in. I think the mosquito in um, Jurassic Park. I oh, think... Amber. Yeah, yeah. Greater Jack Amber? Switch the last two. Greater Amber Jack? Yeah, there we go. Uh that's probably, I think that's a fish. Okay. What the hell? Okay, when a bird comes out of a egg, it's... Hatching? Okay. It's a hatch, it's a hatch something. Okay, and um, a lot of people have what kind of allergy? Dust? No, like... Dander? Anaphylaxis if they eat it. Oh, if they eat... Oh, peanut. Okay, so shorten it. Bro think broader. Hatch pea? No. Peanut, hatch nut, hatch peanut. <laughs> <laughs> Think very broad. Nut. Okay. Okay, hatch nut. Reverse this. Nut hatch. Yep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a flush or a bird or what the hell that is. All right. Please give us something we've dealt with before. Nope, not this. Okay, not the Pacific, the... Atlantic. And it's another way to say, like, if you die, also, like, frogs make this noise. Atlantic croak? Oh, Atlantic croaker. Yeah. I'm happy you know what the hell that is. <laughs> it's a fish. Okay, so it's a flying mammal. A bat. Okay, and in the sea there's a lot of... Fish? Put it together. Batfish? Yep. Haha. <laughs> okay, this is... Oh, God, this is one we actually did. Thank God. I think this is my choice. Couldn't tell you what for. Maybe in Europe, reptiles? Um, It's not a snake, but a... Oh, Legless lizard, shelterfusic. No. Oh. The, the second word was right. 
lizard. But there's also a turkey at the animal park in the Condor Ridge area that has this first name. They didn't have a sign for it for forever. Oscillate? Yes. So put that and then that other thing. Oscillate lizard? Yeah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we have two what on our face? Eyes. Okay. There's a bunch of four what in a room? Walls. Okay. Eyewall? Why? Eyewall eye. Yep. Okay. Oh, and that's the end of it. Uh, well, okay. I'm looking these things. Only count the ones you actually got. I, I, Maybe this is going to last the season because I was. I got four. That was pretty rough. I also got four. <laughs> All right. That was not great. Uh, You know, it's okay. It's okay. All right. Well, let's know what put those back. Are. I know what that is. You know what they are? I had the greater amberjack. Greater amberjack. And then the lizard, we know what that is. And then I had a black turnstone. That's got to be a bird. And an Atlantic croaker. Yep, greater amberjack is a fish. Atlantic croaker has to be a fish because it's Atlantic. Although I guess an Atlantic puffin is a bird. Yeah, Atlantic croaker is a fish. There you go. Walleye, I'm pretty sure, is also a fish. That sounds like it would be a Yeah, Yep, it's a fish. <laughs> Lots of fish. Random birds and fish. That's usually oh, what I that do. Reminds me of a fish I wanted to talk about. Oh, okay. Well, note that for later. All right. Well, that is going to bring Nut us. Nuthatch is a bird. Oh. Oh, cute. Is it? I don't remember. I did these forever ago. Oh, he's super cute. Mm. Okay. Um. All right. Well, that is going to bring us to the end of episode 109 I think is that where we are sure yeah that's yep, it yep 109 great <laughs> as always we're your hosts Allie and Casey and we will catch you on the next episode of the Animal Addicts Podcast which will be our listeners choice so check it out bye